taste of dragon's gaming podcast. We eat sandwiches and play games. Taste of dragon's gaming podcast. A podcast for everyone's day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to yet another episode of Taste of Dragons, the Toddcast, the video game podcast that all you robots listen to. This week, the ghosts are out riding with the monsters. The news is twerking. Our topic is part of a cooperative. And our dragon this week is someone we should all aspire to be, game developer Bradley Hennessy. And as always, I'm Brian. My name is Troy. I'm Amanda. I'm Lewis. I'm Hassel. And I'm Joe. Hey guys, welcome back this week. Uh, and I have a quick question for you guys. Do you guys welcome your eventual robot overlords? And what would you say to get them on your good side? And I am listening, so make it good. (laughs) (laughs) I would say, hello, Alexa. (laughs) It's me again, Troy. One, one, zero, one, one, zero, zero, one, one, zero, one, zero, one. I'm 100% on board with the zombie overlords. I'm for it. I'm ready for it. Zombie overlord? (laughs) (laughs) That's a whole different overlord. Wait, are the robots zombies now? Yeah. They're robot zombies. Yeah, the malware. (laughs) That's different. Pledging your allegiance against the robots and with the zombies. Oh gosh, the zombies versus Ooh. robots. Yeah. Oh, that's that's <laughs> a, that's a, that's the next uh, iteration. I think uh, that happened in uh, Age of Ultron. I think that he actually came out and he was a robot zombie. I think that makes <laughs> yeah, sense. I mean, that makes sense. Um, what I would do is I would treat it like a job interview, and I would just have my resume, and I would just okay. be like, "See, look at my employment history. I'm a friend." Not a foe. That sounds very uh, organized. I feel like robots would appreciate how yeah. organized that is. It's a shame the eventual robot overlords all use Unix, so they actually uh, they don't oh, care about Apple. They're, I'm sorry. <laughs> they're all Flash compatible. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, you try to get rid of us. What's wrong with you? <laughs> oh. We're always very nice to our Alexa, so I'm hoping she'll put in a good word for us. Mm-hmm. We say please and thank you, even though we don't have to. We wish Alexa a nice day every once in a while. We do the exact same thing. We're just oh. like, oh, thank you. Yeah. Like, no, <laughs> I'm so bad to Siri. Yeah. Like, Siri does oh, not really? like me. I've <laughs> called Siri remember. many names and, and Alexa oh, no. together. They're like synonymous in like the insults I give them. So, Lewis, you're you're done. You're done. I I do feel bad about Siri because since Alexa came in, I've used Siri just way less. So I do feel as if maybe there is some like animosity building there, and I, I'm I'm sorry, uh, but it's it's definitely you not even. You just, I mean, yeah, it's it. Whichever <laughs> one becomes sentient is, dude. Just hope it's Alexa. <laughs> yeah, you chose your Siri side. Hopefully, back, you she's gonna be the like, right one. You forgot about me, didn't you, Troy? Oh. <laughs> Maybe they'll be friends, and then Alexa will be like, "Don't worry, you're you're too good for him. You don't need him." <laughs> there you go. <laughs> they all come together. But you know what? Let's get into our games this week. Do 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 do. What are you, what are you playing? playing? And this week, um, Joe, would you like to start us off? Yes, I would like to talk about how bad I am at playing Monster Hunter Ooh. again because <laughs> I am really i'm so bad at it that i refuse to go to those boards where you get paired with other people so they don't get upset that they're playing with someone who, is, who doesn't want to murder the monsters and just wants to look at the pretty things <laughs> and uh, uh lewis you also played this week too yes, right i uh i'm mainly playing the demo but you know what? it's a pretty robust demo yeah so i'm playing through that and i've also realized i guess i got bad at monster hunter <laughs> <laughs> I was warned that the controls are not great on this one, so maybe you're not bad at it. You're just used to better controls. <laughs> are you both using the Pro Controller? Yes. I am. Oh, wow. 
Um, so how many how many little baby monsters did you not kill? There was probably like a handful at this point. I didn't kill their parents or them. And then the, <laughs> the game was like timing out and it's like, you've got 10 minutes. And I'm like, wow, Aww. that's really scary seeming. <laughs> but I'm really enjoying watching them like walk Live. into things and disappear because they don't really <laughs> go into caves and stuff. By contrast, Lewis, did you notice which ones were the baby monsters? Yes. <laughs> okay. Definitely. Did it matter to you? It did not matter because I did murder them all. I was like, you know what? Here are the ones that are attacking me. Here are the cattle that feed me. And I attacked them all. How, how good do they look as shoes? They look okay. They look better as food. Because as you know, in Monster Hunter, when you make food, uh, it always mm, looks beautiful. It looks beautiful. Oh, yeah. It's very true. Okay. I have some questions for the Monster Hunter players here. Uh, I know that in uh, regular Monster Hunters, the cats make the foods. But in this Monster Hunter, you have like the 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 dogs that you that run around with you. I know they're not going to make the food, but do they make anything? Are they, they are they like cobblers? No, they're mounts. I mean, do they make the dessert? They're just mounts. Like, nope, they're just they're just sleeping really cutely everywhere. Yep. Oh well, that's all they need to do. That's all they need to. That's do. That's all they need. They're yeah. they're the good boys. They're the good boys. Oh. <laughs> they're, they're good. It, good it would be nice for them to pick up their weight, though. I mean, like let's be like, real. <laughs> are the yeah? You're just going to make the cats do everything. They have the cats are fighting, they're cooking, and yeah. I'm pretty sure they finished my homework last night. I didn't even ask them. It was just they're just very nice of them to do that. Yeah, they just yeah. <laughs> they they love it. I mean, you know, the dogs do nothing except <laughs> Be become really my ta- they're, and they're my taxi. It's like I need to get to this place. Can you come over here, please? Right. Can you hurry up? Okay, thank you. Mine goes and finds monsters and starts biting them, and I'm like, "What are you doing? <laughs> Stop <laughs> attacking them!" <laughs> And then I have to go, usually I do have to go murder the thing because it, now it's chasing us yep. and like right. it's not Survival. fast enough to get away unless, I, unless I'm on it riding it away. So I don't, I don't know. So uh, Joe, I, I, yeah. you, you are, you are uh, uh, famously known for not wanting to injure the indigenous creatures of game worlds, including Monster Hunter. Um, but you're also known for, for loving, loving your little dog and like dressing your dog, making sure it looks just, just right. This is a game where if you hunt the monsters, you can make your dog look cuter and better. <laughs> how, how? What is the struggle like for you? Okay, so they have this thing called capture mode. Mm-hmm. And I'm a lot better at not being good at that than I am at not being good at killing monsters, which means I'm worse at capturing them. But the <laughs> moment I figure out capturing them... Because you just take pictures of things. And I'm like, well, I okay. mean, this was built for me. Mm-hmm. I don't have to murder the things. I could just capture them. And then you stab them a bunch. And then they give you their parts. And uh-huh. although I do want prettier things for my doge, because my doge needs to look really cool. And he's got to match me, who it someday right. will look cool. I, too, will wear their abdomens. I'm just, <laughs> I haven't met any animals or monsters that I felt like murdering enough to get those yet. But okay. I think I'm getting there because some of the little ones are really annoying when the dog won't yeah. leave them alone. Yeah, that's what's mm. happening. Yeah, yeah, that's what happens. It's happening. Yeah, I, I th- I'm, I'm, I'm slowly going into omnivore. I have murdered some, but I mean, like for real, the big ones. I am so bad at this game. <laughs> like, like, it's not like I don't want to murder the thing that was three times my size and was chasing me. I just can't. I'm bad at it. <laughs> uh, awesome. And then, uh, Lewis, do you think it, the demo is going to convert you to the main game, I, or you think you're going to stick to the demo for I now? I don't know. I mean, I'm going to try because I, I only really played against the first monster in the demo, which is like beginner level. Okay. So I want to try mm-hmm. intermediate or try a little bit more to see 
if the controls maybe get easier as I play a little longer um, okay. before I do a full purchase. Cause What's your weapon of <laughs> choice? What? Um, well, I'm sorry, what are your weapons of choice? In in World, my weapon of choice was the basic short, uh, sword and shield. And okay. Okay. in this one, I tried the sword and shield. It's not as maneuverable as it was in World. Definitely not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I don't... I, I don't know. I, I'm trying the dual blades now just to see if maybe those are better. Yeah. Because I like I like to be able to move. Cool. I like to be able to move quickly. The nice thing about Monster Hunter, there's like what, like twelve different weapons or sixteen yeah. to choose from. All of them feel unique and have their own language and whatnot. So you, you'll you'll find the one you're looking for, or, or it'll find you. Yeah. <laughs> it will. Mine found me. Yeah. Which one's yours? Oh, the battle horn. I'm not. Oh, that's right. That's right. I'm the not getting rid of that. I, it's a, that. I think it's more right. like yeah. a bell now. It's, yeah, it's, right. it's like it's a, bag it's a bagpipe. It's a bagpipe. It's a bagpipe that you hit it's people with. I, yeah, that's, I that's what it. I'm using, which is really funny since I hate them. That's which is fitting because <laughs> your dad is like a bagpipe player, right, Joe? Oh, yes. Yes, he is. I have many years of being awoken by the sweet sounds of a man learning how to play the bagpipes on a chanter. You don't know what a chanter is. I guarantee you, you won't enjoy it when you hear it. Go look it up on YouTube. It's not a fun sound. Oh, man. Your dad tunes into you streaming the bagpipe. He's like, that's my girl. Oh, my God. If my dad saw that, he would probably die laughing. He would. Like, he absolutely would. He, would. he would get out of his car, drive over to our house, and then start playing the bagpipes outside to come into my house to make fun of me about how I'm playing with a character that has a bagpipe. Yeah. How many Twitch subscriptions do we need to get in order for your dad to come to your oh house to play bagpipes on a stream? Yes. Yes. We will start talking about it on stream, and we will yes. see. We'll, we'll come up with something in the, in the coming weeks, and yes. I, we can probably make that happen. Yes. In reality, he would do it for zero. He would do it. But for- <laughs> he would do it for zero. He would zero. do it just to embarrass me. He would do it that to embarrass you. That's, that's right. his life's goal. <laughs> All right. Well, that was Monster Hunter Rise. And then uh, what about you, Hissel? What did you play this week? Guys, this week, because of the news last week of uh, Ghost of Tsushima uh, getting a movie, I decided, you know what? I didn't finish this game. I'm going to go back and I'm going to play it. And then I got I got all into it. I was just like, I'm going to restart it from the very beginning. I'm going to choose Kurosawa mode. And then about five minutes in, I went, mm, okay. Nope, I'm going to back out, nope. and I'm going to choose the regular <laughs> mode, but I'm still going to keep the Japanese. And, man, I forgot how beautiful that game is. It's just, I think the reason why I stopped playing it was because it was very overwhelming to me. Like, I kept mm-hmm. on, like, going to all these different places and doing all these missions, and then I would look at the map, and I'd be like, oh, God. <laughs> so much more to do. There's so much more to do. So I was just like, okay. Um, but I think I think this time around, like I, I definitely want to beat it. Like I want I want to finish the story. Like I've already gotten the story kind of like spoiled by a couple of people. Sure, not not I'm in sorry. not in this Man. podcast. No, I'm kidding. Definitely in this podcast. But you know, I, I it, I'm the kind of person that doesn't necessarily mind spoilers. Yeah. So now mm-hmm. I just want to experience all of that myself. Um, and just continue to just make haikus and like these beautiful different like parts of the island of Tsushima. Yeah, the the journey itself is going to be unique to yourself. And the way that we even got to those story moments, like, I mean, I know it's it's corny to say, but the journey is the biggest part of that story. How you kind of feel as this samurai who has to wage their ethical boundaries in Mm -hmm. order to save those around them. We all did it in different ways. It was the gameplay that kind of took over that story element and made it 
uh, it was a unique story element to us based yeah. on how we played the game. So you'll have your own unique way of doing it, which I think will be fantastic. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, when you're when you're taking over as Jin and like you you kind of get to that place where you have to choose whether to be honorable or be stealthy. Can you mm-hmm. still choose to be honorable? Like, will it still let you go through? No. Or no. you you kind of have to no, break your it, code. It makes you break your code. Gotcha. But it's it's still interesting because I know people who out the gate, like their honor was like, no, I'm just going to play this video game and just kill like everything. Yeah. And so so when it came to that moment where the character had to go through this in, in for their their gin was already like, let gung ho, let's go. Where my gin was like, I've tried so hard to be honorable. This is a big decision for me to do this. Mm-hmm. And then as a character, as Troy, I then like went with it once that, you know, those turns started happening. Then it was like, well, what does this mean for me going forward? So there's still an interesting journey to have, even though the, the game is a linear, linear tale. The one thing that I hope that they keep is how the game starts off on like that beach scene. Mm. Holy crap. Great scene. Yeah. Like just the way that it's shot, the way that everything looks, like just the the tension and like the story and how you follow Jin through all of this. It's just so magnificent. Like Mm -hmm. I'm I'm so glad that I decided to pick it back up and be like, hey, you know what? I am running out of room in my PS5, but you know what? This deserves it. <laughs> we'll make some room for this. Yeah. Always. always. Move, move Fall right, Guys cool. over a little bit to the left. I don't know. Put Rocket League in the corner. Yeah. No, Rocket League is front and center all the time. <laughs> you open that door, you trip on Rocket League yeah, first. Yeah, you're like, oh, oh yeah. what's that on the floor? It's like walking in and you're like stepping on like uh, Legos. That's my rocket, yeah. league. Uh, That's rocket league. I just I just put put Call of Duty in the basement. I'm like, you know, yeah. I'll I'll play you later. <laughs> Nobody needs to see you. It's yeah. <laughs> cool. And that was Ghost of Tsushima. And then finally, it's going to be Troy and myself. We're going to be talking about Outriders, and that is a new, new release. release. So so Troy and I have two different experiences with this game. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's playing it on the PS5. I'm playing it on the PC. Yes. Uh, and so it, there's been there's been issues with both of them straight out the gates mm-hmm. uh, that have been kind of unique, but also kind of parallel at the same time. Mm-hmm. It did not have the greatest launch. Right. Uh, the servers you have to play yeah. online, and so it just was not great. This is a a a team shooting third person action game made by People Can Fly, who are most notably known for making the first-person shooter Bulletstorm. Really fun, over-the-top action, and that is all brought over to uh, Outriders. It's the reason why I bought the game, because the story is just wild, and you get powers, earth powers, ice powers, fire powers. It's just just a whole lot of action-y, blockbuster fun set in a sci-fi you know, multiplayer kind of universe. I have a question. Yeah, sure. Uh, so we're talking about the release, right? And we're talking about how it had issues. Like on a scale of one to Cyberpunk 2077, like <laughs> what kind of issues are we talking about? It depends on the day you're talking about. Day one, <laughs> full Cyberpunk 2077. Full on first day yeah. or two is exactly. I mean, it, it was actually even worse because you couldn't even play. Like it oh, was, no. it was real bad. Um, but then they've gradually over the days, they, the servers became a little bit more stable. Mm-hmm. Um, you're actually able to get on. I, myself, I only have been playing it single player. I've, I've only been doing it just by myself. I think Troy, you've been playing with other people, right? Uh, subjective <laughs> other okay. people in quotes. <laughs> so I, I would say, um, like the, the, the polish of this game is amazing. The lore of it's amazing. I spent literally an hour reading the backstories of everything in this game ama me anything about the lore of outriders i got you 
Um, but it is a multiplayer game. And so the one thing that that I did have problems with was the multiplayer. It, the game isn't broken. You can play it single player. The multiplayer is just, a is, is in my opinion, the... Um, the, the thing that really lured me into the gameplay was working with another player to try and 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 do these scenarios. And I've had a lot of trouble getting into people's games. So I'd, you know, queue up for a level and it would just be like, can't find a game, can't find a game, can't find a game. I went and did it by myself. It was fine, but I personally am just not having as much fun as I did when we all were playing, you know, as a group. Mm, yeah. And even when I tried to, like, find a different way to group up, I would do so from the main lobby. I just wanted to join a random group. Just anybody's group. Doesn't mm-hmm. even matter. And I joined someone in a level that was three levels behind where I was, like a mission, three missions behind. And I got in there and I got to play with somebody. And I was like, all right, cool. Here we are. Me and this person, we're going back and forth. We're having a good time. Uh, we didn't make it. We lost. And when we reset to try again, that person went AFK and for like three or four minutes. And I was like, are we going? Are we going? They didn't go. But I was like, all right, you do you. I'll go find another game. And um, I'll go back to playing by myself. It actually erased my mission data that I had gotten. So I'm stuck three missions behind oh, where I've already been. No. And I have to oh. replay all of those missions that we did as a crew in the, in the demo. Yeah. And I was like, why? It's an early oh. game. It's only a week old. And I know they know about these problems. So I know that their Twitter is filled with them being like, okay, we're working on it. We're fixing it day by day. Like Brian said, the PC seems to be having less issues from what I'm understanding. Is that right? Uh, uh, yeah. Like I'm, I haven't tried to team up with anybody. I haven't tried to do a lot of like the things that are core to the game. I've just been playing it by myself, running mission to mission. And I haven't really gotten any of those types of issues. I know there are issues where like players entire inventories have been completely de- uh, deleted. <sighs> so they, everything is gone. <laughs> yes. right. Very um, rare, very rare. But it has yes, to, very yeah. rare, but it does happen. There are there are two issues: the the absolute worst things that can happen in a video game, and that's losing your progress and losing your inventory. And they have both of them. I feel so bad. Oh god. Yes, they do. But they are definitely working on them. The servers themselves are much better now, uh, so that I can see. There's still no crossplay between PC and console. So PCs like Steam and Epic users can play with each other. Xbox and PlayStation users can play with each other, but they can't go PC to to consoles oh, yet. Yeah. They, they're still trying to f- work around that. So hopefully, eventually, Choi and I can play. Yeah. That was the entire purpose <laughs> of it. Right, right. I'm not done with this game. I'm I'm still no. sold on the story and the characters. Like, I want to see this through. So, like, I'm I'm still committed to, like, getting in mm-hmm. there. And I think if I think if we if we have friends, once crossplay enables, there's been uh, a better success rate if you are inviting someone to your party versus just randomly getting with a team that's out there or Correct. joining the team. Yeah, because uh, I'm about 15 to 20 hours into the game, and the story is is actually really good. I've been Damn enjoying it. the hell out of it. Damn it. Uh, I've so there, backwards. <laughs> yeah, there, there is promise, Troy. I'm letting you know. There, there is promise to this. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, that was our game, Outriders. Yeah, so play it. Maybe keep it a couple yes. weeks before you do, though. I agree. I agree. <laughs> now do it for our games. That brings us to our news segment. News, 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 news. This week, we're going to start with something that we have all come to expect, and that is yet another game delay. This time, it's for Deathloop. And yes, this isn't the first delay either. This is like their third or fourth or however many it's been. It's kind of lost track. But at this point, it's been delayed 
to September 14th from its original release date of May 21st. It's almost like they're stuck in this, um, oh, what's the word? <laughs> uh, circle? Uh, um, it'll come to you eventually, uh, I'm sure. It's, it's, it, it goes around. It's just um, roundy. Right. Roundy thing. Mm. Like, uh, like a record baby. Like, like a, a record baby. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like a death record baby. It's a loop, guys. It's a loop. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. oh, oh that makes sense. That makes sense. Uh, but hopefully they can get it right. They're 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 just trying not to do crunch or anything like that. So they're doing it for the for the right reason, if you will. Yeah, that uh, was going to so, come out yeah. in May, right? Originally, or, I mean, or most most recently, that was going to come out in May. You said, yeah. Most recently, it was supposed to come out. Yeah, May twenty first wow. was the was the, the newest release. Delayed? I think it was initially supposed to be like a launch title for the PS five. Right. Damn. Uh, and then now for something completely different, Little Nas X, yes, the musician, has released a game called Torque Hero. Which looks like one of those flash games on Newgrounds. It's yeah. basically like a rhythm game where you are, it's it's little Nas X's butt that you're twerking <laughs> around trying to hit no, things. It's check it out. Funny. All right, I love think, it. Think of his think of his latest uh, music video. Call me by your name. Yep. Uh, he's in that outfit, and you only see like uh, his his two ha- like red hair tassels, his back, and then the underwear from the music video. And like, <laughs> yeah. his butt is just moving everywhere. And there's things either flying by or something, and you gotta like smack them with your butt. Jeez. Yeah, <laughs> it's hilarious. I saw this on Lil Nas X's Twitter. He reposted it. it was just like I've been playing this for hours. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. I hope as you level up, you get new underpants. Oh my god, that would be great! I would love. I that. don't know. I think the level up should be you go further down the the stripper pole thingy. Oh <laughs> yeah! Like you're just trying to get closer and closer to where it was ending up, and so you, you can be like, "Yeah, I'm what?" You know what? The background does look like heavenly, or like they're in the sky. That would be great if it just gets darker. It would be darker. so funny. Yeah. <laughs> what if? Uh, is this an indie game? Oh. Yeah. Oh my god. I think so. I would go with we that. We love indies. <laughs> <laughs> That's got to be on the hours. for We Love Indies, you know? Sounds like a Sunday Nas game X to me. <laughs> twerking it. Uh, yeah. Great stuff. Great music video. <laughs> yes. Yes, absolutely. Uh, and then also making moves is former Dragon of the Week, Rachel Valkyrie Hofstetter. They have become the co-owner of the esports group 100 Thieves. Yay. Which is probably one of the biggest esports groups there are out there. Boom. Awesome. Yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, for a second, I thought you were going to boo that. And I was like, what? <laughs> no, no, no. There's an no. M at the Boom. end. There's an M. <laughs> Get the M in there. And it's interesting because she actually used to be a member of said organization uh, for three years. She was oh, a part cool. of 100 Thieves, and now she's a co-owner of it. So it's pretty awesome. Um, I believe she joins the original co- the original founder of them. I forget his name. It escapes me. And then uh, the other Mario. co-owner, which is Ku Rage. Uh, I forget his actual name, but that's his streamer name. So yeah, it's it's pretty awesome. Good yeah, for them. Dope. And then speaking of the shadows, you know, because one hundred thieves, they're thieves. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nintendo <laughs> has announced and shadow dropped a brand new battle royale game. It's called Pac Man ninety nine, and it is in the same vein as Tetris ninety nine. Uh, and just like Tetris ninety nine, has been released for free if you have the Switch Online subscription service. Crazy I love game. it. It's awesome. <laughs> I, I love. I what played around doing. before we started started recording <laughs> is it is it just classic pac-man or what what's the what's the the gimmick how does it work okay so it's it's classic pac-man mrs pac-man um they only give you a certain number of dots on the screen mm-hmm. and you have all four power pills and then there you have the four ghosts but mm-hmm. every it, i think it's about how fat I, I again i only played one round but it's about how fast you eat the, the the actual pills themselves it's how fast you can get the ghosts with the power pills and then everyone else who's who's attacking you is adding more ghosts to your screen 
uh, all all over the place. And, so, and can you attack them by, by like, if you destroy a ghost, that will also attack yes, another player? that's what it looks mm. like it does, yes. Yes. In the one round I have played, that's what it looked like. Do you get bonus points if you make the waka 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 noise yourself? I hope so, because that will be what happens later for me. <laughs> <laughs> mm. At least in your own head, it's absolutely bonus points. And everybody around you in close proximity, that's all right. bonus points. <laughs> Y'all, You're welcome. I-, I love the 99 series. It's now a franchise. We're three games oh, in. Yeah. We had, we had what was it, Tetris 99, Super Mario Bros. Uh, or Mario Bros. 99. Mario 35. Mario, Mario 55, and then now Pac-Man. I'm excited. What's next? What's next? Oh, Get man. it, Chris? A Galaga, Galaga ninety nine. Galaga ninety nine. I would, I would, pl- I would play that all the time. Animal, <laughs> Animal Crossing ninety nine. Oh, competitive Animal Crossing. What would that even look like? What would that be? Be cuter. Um, ninety nine people, one fish. I don't know. Oh, fish. it's the first person. To, uh, every time yeah, every... you get a bass, you get knocked out. So it's the last. That's exactly person what I was going to say. Cast a bass. <laughs> Everybody's fishing, and whoever gets the sea bass is out. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah, that will do it for the news. And now that brings us to our Mighty Morsel Tasty Topic. Mighty, Mighty Morsel Tasty, Tasty Topic. Ciao. Ciao. And this week is going to be brought to us by Troy. We're going to be diving into the topic of cooperative gaming. Last week we talked about It Takes Two, a co-op game. And I wanted to know, like, what elements of a co-op game really stand out for you? What makes it, or what about a co-op game makes it a co-op game or you look forward to the most when you're playing one? So, Lewis, would you mind uh, starting this conversation up for us? What's, like, an element of co-op games that you look forward to? Um, Whenever I play a co-op game? Um, Yeah. For me, honestly, it's kind of the communication. Okay. Yeah, Mm -hmm. communication between people, uh, especially because most co-op games are online now. So I love just being able to talk. Like Whenever we play Overwatch, I love the conversations that we're having as we're playing. Yeah, we're playing. We're trying to accomplish something, but we're also just talking crap (laughs) and uh, (laughs) making jokes, but also, hey, how's your life? Oh, good. How's your life? Yeah, it's interesting. Like when I first think of co-op games, I think of games like Contra or or Overcooked, where it's like only only um, co-op. But like Overwatch and some of those team games, it is it is a versus game, but mm-hmm. it's also a co-op game as yeah, well. Like exactly. it takes teamwork, it takes communication, it takes uh, all of that in order to 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 have a good result. Um, so, do you lean more towards an, an online co-op experience? Then? No, I mean, I do enjoy the communication of that but i miss couch co-ops like the games that you just mentioned but they're kind of falling by the wayside there are still a few games like it takes two that are doing couch co-op but majority of multiplayer games are kind of not doing that anymore especially this year you can't be on a couch with another person (laughs) yeah yeah Who are you going to play with? COVID? <laughs> yeah. Hi. I hear you have a play. Can I, can I hop in? They definitely yeah. cheat. Can I call next? <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, right on. Manda, what's um, something that stand out to you uh, when it comes to co-op games? What do you look forward to? I really like co-op games that have mini games. Like I want like I want it to have like a full game, but it's nice when you take a break from the full game and you just do something uh, really short and super competitive. Like I, I don't like competitive games, but short bursts of competition with something really silly um, is, is quite lovely. Like um, 
when we played It Takes Two, there was like a batting mini game <laughs> where you just hit this ball back and forth. Yeah. And the, the short bursts of competition are just like so funny. It reminds me of like, if you ever go for a walk and you just like, you kick a rock and then the person next to you kicks a rock and then you're like, mm, and then you'd kick that rock like a little further. Like I like, and then and then the rock inevitably goes into the street or yeah. something and you're like, oh, well now it's gone. And I, I like, I, that's, that's. And then, and then you both rationalize that you won. If you're the person that kicked it into the road, you're like, aha, I got yeah. the last kick. But if you're not, you're like, aha, well, you kicked it in the road you messed it up like you both win you both win that way i thought that story was heading in a different direction i thought you guys both found a rock and then like picked up different rocks and now started throwing it at each other and i'm like what kind what kind of like childhood did manda have where she's throwing rocks at other kids rock i like that you assume that this is my childhood and not what troy and i did yesterday Also, throwing rocks, that's just like a Star Trek episode of the old series. Right, I went for a uh, walk the other day and we made Karns, like from Assassin's Creed. We're stacking rocks, you know. Another good minigame, like, see if you get the the highest Karn. Yeah. I mean, I I didn't know it was a competition for either of these. I mean, I won, but. (laughs) For either of these scenarios. Manda won. That's how you knew it wasn't, you didn't know about it, Troy, because Manda won. (laughs) I thought we were just kicking a rock. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, totally. That's all. That's but, all. Um, that was it. Yeah. I do like mini games. Well, I like mini games a lot in co-op, especially where um, where teamwork is the is the goal. You're not being you're not versing anybody because it does kind of break up the the teamwork aspect where it's going like, hey, we're doing this together. To now like, oh no, it's just us against each other. It, it's a it kind of um, it reinvigorates the the game a little bit. It adds a little bit of life, especially to it. if it doesn't matter. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, Brian, what's the, what's the thing for you? For myself, it has to do with, um, you know, everybody likes story. You know, I, I love story. Everybody loves story in their video games. Mm-hmm. But for co-op games specifically, I love it when it's a ridiculous story or just a terrible story or whatever circumstance that got you into this is just so over the top <laughs> that why, you know, this is what brought you together to do this. Like one of my favorite examples is like, um, is the old co-op game, uh, bad dudes versus dragon ninja. And so basically you, you are these two like tank top wearing dudes and the president gets kidnapped by ninjas and you have to go rescue him. Like like they call into you two, the, the, the tank top wearing guys with, with gloves on figures gloves to save the president. What? Like this is the, so, this is the kind of story I'm into. <laughs> it's like the more ridiculous, the better. Exactly. If it's too serious, then it's something that like I want to experience myself because I want to be in control of it. But when it's just yeah. silly, it's just like no, no, I don't care what happens. I don't care if I win. I don't care if I lose. I don't care what direction we go. This just seems fun, no matter what happens. I mean, I don't know about you guys, yes. but like, if the president ever gets kidnapped, trust the guys in the tank top to get the job done. <laughs> I want everyone to know that Hassel is wearing a tank top right now. He is right <laughs> now. So you know. Exactly. He is not, not to out you, but you are in a tank. It's, they're calling you, bud. I'll roll my uh, sleeves it's, up. It's Maybe a they'll put me into Katy Perry shirt. <laughs> Please get it right. You're. You're I like definitely getting the call. I like that the podcast listeners are going to think that this is a bit, and it's not. It's, it's not. not. It, this is real. This is on the fly. Uh, uh, but yeah, I, I I love just ridiculous stories. Like also with it takes two. Like as as serious as that story is, the premise behind it is you guys get turned into dolls, and there's a storybook that's preventing you from going. It's forward. ridiculous. You know, like what, what. Like, <laughs> hmm? <laughs> yeah, Overcooked is ridiculous. It's like a spaghetti monster yeah. from yeah. the future 
who is going to destroy the world, but then you get sent back in time so you can sate their appetite, learn how to be cooks, and then to, to save the world. Does like, that what? not make sense to you? I'm yeah. confused. <laughs> sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah, oh, it makes does, total yeah. sense. It, it is just as ridiculous. That sounds like a Christopher Nolan movie. Yeah, what are you talking about? I don't understand. Yeah, I want some time travel in my co-op game about cooking. That's what I want. <laughs> Yeah, um, that's me. That's me. Yeah. So, Hassel, uh, what what is uh, the element that that you like in co op games? Um. So I'm the very opposite of Amanda. Uh, she likes a little competitiveness. I like just 100 percent competitiveness. Like, <laughs> I just want to paint a picture for you guys. The reason why, when I was younger, I liked going to family events and like birthday parties, was because I used to bring my PlayStation with me to these. We would hook it up to my grandparents' television, and we would have a FIFA tournament. Like, all the cousins, my brother, me, and it was just the most competitive thing that you could ever (laughs) see. Like, I'm talking about, like, we're cheering. People are, like, egging us on. Like, people are crying. It's just, (laughs) it was fantastic. Windows are being shattered. Tables are being flipped. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> pinatas are getting hits everything Absolutely. yeah it was just the best birthday parties and family functions like we yeah. could be there for like easter like and you know i come from a very religious family so they're like just mm-hmm. like oh yeah we're gonna pray before we eat and i'm like no not until this game is over <laughs> we are first playing like the final and then we can eat when you did play, was it just like you versus your cousins, or was it like, hey, you have you, your cousin, and someone else, and then you're versing some like two other people? So okay, so now we're diving deep. We used to make a yeah. bracket system, <laughs> okay, Dear where gosh. it would just be like cousin one versus my brother, cousin two versus cousin ah. three. Then it was me on the other side against like another cousin, and like we usually used to have like about six to eight people join in on this thing. So, like, once we had the brackets filled out, we would just kind of, like, play matches. And we would play one away and one home match. What did that mean? I have no idea. We just played two games each. (laughs) You switched controllers halfway through. Yeah. (laughs) Did you cheat? Because when we played family games with my family, someone always, like, stole the bases of the baseball or held someone back so they couldn't catch the volleyball. Slap the controller out of their hand. Slap the controller out of their hand. (laughs) No, I think that's the cool thing about FIFA. Like, we we all come from, like, a soccer-playing family. So, like, we were all like, hey, this is, is, like, for real. (laughs) I feel like this is where the the co-op part is coming in for you. Because normally when I think of a co-op game, I think of something where we're all on the same team. But for you, the co-op aspect in the competitive field is that you guys are all coming together to make this tournament right and to have like this experience mm-hmm. which is an interesting spin on on what my ideas of what a a, a co-op experience may be mm-hmm. um which is cool which is cool um no blood though right like everyone play everyone stayed pretty <laughs> no cool. blood. Uh, i mean <laughs> <laughs> that was a very telling oh. yeah, on, there's always a little blood <laughs> a, a little bit no um you know it, thinking back to it like we used to get pretty competitive and like yeah sometimes like with the younger cousins like they, there would be like tears but like never never past that um because i'm, I'm not gonna take it easier on my six-year-old cousin like yeah it's 12 it's 12 nothing guess what i'm going for 13 <laughs> <laughs> I, I hear you. <laughs> I get you. There's no co-op experience here. Exactly. Not not at all. Um. So, uh, Joe, what's the uh, co-op element uh, that you you like in co-op games? I am a really big fan of being able to have like a photo mode in something. 
my friends are all very creative. And I kind of like how everyone usually can either dress their character like themselves or they design a character so cool looking that just playing the game isn't enough for me. I want to be able to take a photo of that. And a lot of the time I'll throw my photos on my phone and then they'll play, they'll show up on my watch. And like, and I just really like seeing how creative my friends are and, and mm-hmm. really the photography masters that some of them are that they create just amazing looking sequences in games. So I, I really love when co-op like games all have a photo mode to them or have have the ability to kind of everyone to take away the same shot. And then I don't know what anybody else does with them, but I, I actually look at them later. I love that. That's, that's really sweet. <laughs> it even makes non-co-op games feel like co-op games. Yeah, yeah. it does. It's true. Right. Mm-hmm. You can kind of. Yeah, that's a good idea. And also, Joe, I mean, that's that that's you in real life, too. Just like, <laughs> <It> is. <laughs> which which I kind of love that you can find that outlet also in the games. Like, Joe, you are a producer. You're also also like our, our historian um, yep. when it comes to, to video and photos and editing. Like, you are the one to go to. And um, I, I, hey, I'm, I'm glad to be in your video game <laughs> in real life and out. <laughs> I'm a life archiver. Yeah. <laughs> that's dope. That's dope. And there's actually a really fun uh, photo mode, a uh, photo moment, and it, it takes two. We keep kind of talking about it because we're all still playing it. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Where you, there's your your little dolls, like Brian said, and you come across a giant uh, Polaroid can camera or a standard side. You're you're tiny, and you can actually set up a nice little scene, um, <laughs> just like you're at a theme park, and you put your head inside of like a picture, and then you take it like of like a wasp fighting an ant, and you could be like the head of the wasp and like the ant and like time the picture. It's it's a really cool moment. Yeah, especially because, you know, in this world, squirrels are the ones that set this up. So <laughs> the squirrels were the ones already doing this, and you're just now participating in something that squirrels were already so, doing. Which makes it perfect for both Joe and Brian, because it's ridiculous and a photo thing. Exactly. exactly. Beautiful. Taking both boxes. This I is love just it. our subtle way of saying that It Takes Two is the perfect game, and it's we all love it. It's the perfect game. <laughs> it really it is. It really is. I'm not going to well, lie. It, it feeds into what is my uh, uh, favorite element of co-op games as well, which is roles. It takes two does have a thing where where right you both can jump you both can dash you both can run um, but in every level they give you a specific role that only you can fill this person gets the hammer this person gets the nail and you need to work together in order to make a goal I love the idea of roles in co-op games probably coming out of a place of insecurity because like if I remember a game like Contra I would play with my friend when I was a kid and he he owned the game so I would come over his house and play Contra together co-op. But I would always suck because I don't own the game. I wasn't that great. <laughs> so he would just end up like carrying me and I would just run through. And it like I had a good time. Don't get me wrong. But I didn't feel like I was contributing my weight to it enough. And I was more of just a, a passive um, uh, person in this experience that he was having. When it comes to roles, though, like, hey, you're the healer. You're the person doing the damage. I, I need to heal you for you to do damage. You need to protect me so I can continue to heal you. There's this awesome synergy that I love when it comes to um, each character having a specific role and contributing what they can bring to the table. That, when it works out, that is like, mm, just kismet. I love it when co-op games can, can, can pull that off. And I think, yeah, It Takes Two definitely hits that uh, on the head, literally, with a hammer and a nail. <laughs> this is also just another way for me to work in Overwatch into the podcast. I was about to say, I'm, I'm, I'm surprised you didn't go to Overwatch yeah, with that. I was come like, come on, on Troy, come where's on. the Overwatch in this? Oh, this you're going so Overwatch. far around this. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. You mentioned Overwatch. Brian can mention how Final Fantasy has had uh, a co op before, and then I can talk about how Dragon Age has multiplayer. And yeah. we'll just go around. <laughs> 
is beautiful. <laughs> you see, what you mean is, so in the, the, the story in Final Fantasy VII was ridiculous. Oh, no, 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 um, let's play some games together. What do y'all say? Yeah, do let's do it. Hell yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. 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 Well, thank you for that for that topic, Troy. And that has been our Mighty Mortal Tasty Topic. Good job. Good job. Pow. And now that brings us to our Dragon of the Week. Do, 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 do. It's the Dragon of the Week. Oh, it's so sleek. It's the Dragon of the Week. And it's not meek. Dragon of the Week. Dragon of the Week is the segment where we shine a little light, show a little love to the video game industry and all the people who make the games that we love to play. Bringing us our Dragon of the Week this week is Brian. That's right. And uh, this month is also Autism Awareness Month. And so I'd like to uh, shine a little light on, on somebody that I know of that, that has made a game about autism. And so this person is Bradley Hennessy who is a indie game developer and creator of An Aspie Life. So Bradley was born in Australia, and growing up, he enjoyed playing games like Minecraft, Roblox, and Open TTD, which is a remake of Transport Tycoon Deluxe, which is a game where you are basically trying to just transport goods and transport people all around the world. And it's mean, like, I think it was like a 1994 game. So like the first Death Stranding? <laughs> sure, we'll go with that. <laughs> And then while he was in high school, though, he discovered Game Maker, which is a game making uh, engine. And he realized, hey, I could be making my own games. All right, let's do this. So looking around, he realized that there wasn't really that many games that showed what it was like to have autism. And so he Hmm. saw all the misinformation that was out there surrounding autism. And he wanted to try something different and innovative. Bradley has Asperger's syndrome, and he wanted to find a way to educate people about what it was like to live on the autism spectrum, uh, but also at the same time making it an engaging experience. So he set out to create an Aspie Life, a game where you play as a character with autism. In the game, combat is actually speech bubbles that uh, helps reflect the inability some have to receive body language. So you actually fight with words. I love this. This is amazing. And uh, people you pass on the street are just black blobs in clothes. Like wow. you, they don't have any special features to them because they're just random people on the street. They don't, they don't really perceive them. Wow. And so also in the game, there is a sound meter when you walk around outside that you have to manage. Like wow. as the sound gets louder, you have to like walk away from it because it's too loud for you. Oh my goodness. Wow. And, and, uh, he- and the game actually deals with your roommate leaving for no reason. And the main character has to face the outside world alone. And that's the oh very beginning of the game. That's the setup of it. And goodness. then you have to like go out and buy groceries. You have to do all these. What, what are normal seeming things to all of us, but are actually a pretty big inconvenience. What? Um, he so, made this in 94? No, no, no. This was made oh. recently. The, oh, the okay. Open TTD was 1994. <laughs> oh, like the, okay. the game okay. that was based <laughs> off of. <laughs> I was like, how is this possible? This, yeah, this no. should be like the biggest game ever made. Like Mass Effect, <laughs> get out of here. This is in 94. Okay, this is in 2004. Wow, that's amazing. No, Even still, no, this was made in uh, uh, 2018. 2018. This is when it was released. I yeah. need to listen better. <laughs> that's <okay>. No worries. <laughs> uh, so Bradley actually took a year and a half to develop this game, and he actually released it on Steam for free. That's right, for oh, free. Wow. 
Um, he says the main goal of the game is to spread its message, and if it's free, people are more inclined to give it a shot. And uh, he hopes that, if anything, players will at least get a, a slightly better understanding of what autism really is. And so, um, and so when it releases, within the first couple of months, it got over 25,000 downloads and wow. had a rating of 8 out of 10 on Steam. Um, and, you know, it also ends up winning awards, including the Senior Video Game uh, Award at Screen It in 2017. And it was also on display at PAX Australia as one of only six games in the next exhibit, which is a showcase of games from developers from underrepresented communities. And uh, Bradley is actually still developing video games as we speak, um, and is currently working on a prequel to An Aspie Life called An Aspie Life Beginnings. Uh, this mm. entire dragon is basically just to get you all at home to at least try An Aspie Life, uh, it since me. it's free and it's like truly an experience. Like um, it's all it's all pixel art. He did all the art himself. He he developed the game himself. He had somebody else help him with the music, and the music is actually bopping in the game. Yes. <laughs> it, it's actually really cool. I would like to leave the dragon with a quote from Bradley. Mm -hmm. uh, he says, just because you have autism doesn't mean you can't enjoy life. Some things can be harder to do, but you can do some incredible things as well. It just makes even the mundane parts of life an experience. So wow. my hat is off to you, Bradley Hennessy. And uh, that has been my dragon of the week. Dragon, dragon of the week. week. Can you spell Aspie for the folks at home? Sure. Uh, A-S-P-I-E. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. And Aspie Life. Correct. And it, yeah, it's free on Steam. Go check it out. It's it, it looks really interesting. Hey, if your goal was to make us play a game, you you have at least one <laughs> uh, player right here. I've already looked it up. It's already downloading. Same. <laughs> good. Good. I'm already on the website for it. Also, if your goal was to make us a little emotional, <laughs> bullseye, bro. You're yeah, welcome. Really <laughs> inspirational. Aww. I think it's kind of amazing that he had the forethought to try and make others understand just a little bit because uh, working in the store, we had a lot of customers that we had, I literally knew from when their children were in their t in a tummy and then they, yeah. you know, they were born and some of them had different kinds of autism mm -hmm. and we used to go so far as to like to turn the TV off when they would come in because we knew that that sound would really bother them. Wow. So like for them to have a good experience or, or, and we got to know, we got to know a lot of people from all these different walks of life and hearing, just hearing that part where like people are just blobs, it's like that was something one of my our friends from the store one of their children was trying to explain one day and it was one of those things i, I couldn't fathom the idea of not being able to like absorb color the same right. way like that your eyes would like my eyes would normally do and i think that's really really amazing because it makes every part of life sound uh, the way textures are touch like it, everything it's, it's 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 amazing it makes me very happy that he made that game mm -hmm. it's really um remarkable and I'm, I'm looking forward to even more games uh like this and there are already a lot out there of uh, using video games as a medium to try and help people understand a little a little bit more about different situations i remember mm -hmm. uh, mandy you and i we played uh depression quest uh, yes. a few years ago and and that was another free game um, that did kind of look into depression, and it did it through a game format by using gameplay elements to actually explain like you you don't have control over this, or it, these elements are hard. It was really good at portraying you know what you're supposed to do right now, and you can't. Yeah, mm -hmm. and 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 the idea that I mean, um, because you you see uh, uh, depictions in movies and and books, and they they have a, a great way of relating that as well. And I think finding the unique way that games can do it. Where it's like, hey, my ownership is I, I'm I'm actively 
me myself, I'm actively trying to do something and I can't or something's missing. It, it definitely speaks on a very interesting level um, that I uh, that I love. I absolutely love. All right. So that will do it for uh, this week's episode, unfortunately. But you can always find us online. To continue the conversation, you can always follow us online. Check us out on Twitter for indie game updates, on Instagram for updates and silly images, on Discord for daily discussions, and on Twitch for live gaming and just chatting every day of the week. We are at Taste of Dragons everywhere, and we'd love to hear from you. Before we sign off, we'd like to take a moment to give a special shout out to one of our pals that made us smile while streaming this week. We want to give out our Gen Beeb of the week, the Beeb, if you will. And Freed, you were the one playing this week with us, and we want to give a shout out to you for this comment. You never use a house hippo lightly. That is serious stuff. House hippos are serious stuff. Yo, I, yeah. I wanted to know what a house hippo was, and everybody else in chat did too. House hippo. So Freed, thank Fuck. you. That was awesome. It's not like a party well. No. House hippos, yeah. It is not. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> And uh, yeah, as always, my name is Brian. My name is Troy. I'm Amanda. I'm Lewis. I'm Hassel. And I'm Joe. And we are The, the Taste of Dragons. Dragons. Have a great week, everyone. I will. Whoa, that was you really will. You better. You better. Oh, <laughs> I'll dare, okay. dare you dare me to have a good time. Okay. You guys want to start it, a FIFA it, tournament? Right no. now. Taste of Dragons Gaming Podcast. A podcast for everyone's day.